This is Melissa Golden, and you're listening to Freedom in Numbers, and this is The Morning Mouthful. Good Thursday morning, July 2nd, 2020. I'd like to ask the Hong Kong protesters who are back in the streets with a vengeance what some of the first signs were that their government was going to strip them of their freedom. If you've spent any time on some of the more obscure sides of the internet or simply just opened a history book, you'd know that the limiting of free speech and the general control of thought and language is the match strike for the fires of revolution. Now, the thought and speech police have already been extraordinarily zealous over the last couple of months. As good old Gundy learned the hard way, conservative and constitutional beliefs are all but illegal in this fine nation today, costing you at least your dignity, and at most your livelihood, your public image, and your family and friends. The media, politicians, and the people have talked at great lengths about individual freedoms detailed in the Bill of Rights. One important note to make is that all of the rights protected in the Constitution are meant to work in harmony to work with each other for the protection of the people in opposition to threats, foreign and domestic. In the headlines this week, we have two particularly egregious examples of censorship of free speech that puts us dangerously close to the revolution seen in Hong Kong. Following the removal of pro-Trump pages on Reddit and other social network platforms, Good old Zuckerberg announced on Tuesday that Facebook removed 220 Facebook accounts, 28 pages, 106 groups, some public, some private, and 95 Instagram accounts related to the network it identified within the Boogaloo movement. Quote, officials have identified violent adherents to the movement as those responsible for several attacks over the past few months, the company wrote in its blog post. These acts of real-world violence and our investigations into them are what led us to identify and designate this distinct network. If you're not personally familiar with the Boogaloo movement, I'll fill you in. Wikipedia is increasingly just a joke of censorship, defines it as a loosely organized American far-right extremist movement. Participants generally identify as libertarian and say they are preparing for or seek to incite a second American civil war, which they call the Boogaloo. The term Boogaloo is essentially synonymous with civil war or civil uprising. Take note that the powers that be ensure that the Libertarian Party is closely associated with its extremist movement. I tell you what, maybe Joe Jorgensen and Spike Cohen are finally gaining enough ground that we need to vilify and demonize Libertarians. Way to go, Joe! In reality, where fewer and fewer people seem to exist these days, the Boogaloo movement and a vast majority of the people associated with the movement have a simple message. If our federal government would like to destroy our Constitution and our civil liberties, we the people pledge to defend both by whatever means necessary. Uh, See back to the freedom in numbers thing. We pledge our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Um, And let me also remind you of the exact wording of the Second Amendment. A well-regulated militia, 
being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Media as of late has turned militia into a dirty word while spurring on the death and the destruction of racial protests and riots across the nation, sharing the message that violence is totally acceptable against the people but not against the government. Mark my words. The extinguishing of boogaloo groups on social media will be noted in history with the beginning of the end for free speech and the ability of Americans to criticize the government. However, it won't be in the history books, as the winner always writes history, and we the people are being set up to be the big losers in this one, folks. In addition to the abolishment of free speech, pacification of the people is key for the destruction of a constitution and the political takeover of a nation. I am a firm believer at this point that far more people in this country need to read The Art of War. Now, this part of the mouthful this morning is referring to the K-State football team's boycott in response to a racist tweet from one of the university's 24,766 students. Uh, I'm going to try to make that my only mention to the protest, honestly, as, as these sorts of of protests don't even deserve, they deserve less than any attention at all. Uh, the coach and leadership support of the boycott echoes the new message that in America, if you would like to have a job, go to school, public, private, university, or otherwise, go to the grocery store, or really just exist, that you must have no prejudices, no rude thoughts or comments, and certainly make no statements ever of any kind that may be construed as to anyone as hurtful to oppressed peoples. And the definition of oppressed peoples, as we've seen, changes pretty often. Uh, and the definition of hate speech uh, is just really, really a skid out of whose line is it anyway. The rules are made up and none of it really matters anyway. I'm beginning to wonder if the same people that criticize libertarians for an unrealistic utopia realize the irony in the fact that they're actively working to achieve a world in which there are no assholes, no hate, and most of all, no ideas whatsoever that contradict their narrative and their fragile egos and emotions. To all the people who find this silly and have decided to pay no mind to the acceleration of the cancel culture, I will warn you now that you'd better look back through every comment you've ever made on Facebook and every tweet that you've ever sent out, because if allowed to continue as we're going, the cancel culture will find any means necessary to cancel every single last one of us. In other news today, Jeffrey Epstein seems like a distant memory now, arrested just a year ago this week. Ghislaine Maxwell, reported to be the best friend and close working partner of Jeffrey Epstein, was arrested in New Hampshire this morning by the FBI and will appear in federal court to testify on Epstein-related sex trafficking and sex abuse charges. 
Whoa, that escalated quickly. What was reported earlier this week as a potentially dangerous new swine flu out of China is now running through U.S. headlines as the next possible global pandemic to keep the 2020 nightmare going. Oh, God, I can't wait. As if your constitutional and natural rights weren't already screwed enough, New York officials are subpoenaing partygoers who refuse to disclose all of their personal information and comings and goings to contact tracing workers. With a potential fine of $2,000 a day for each day of non-compliance with contact tracing efforts, wave goodbye to your Fifth Amendment and all of its sweet, sweet protections. And last today, Donald Trump announces that his next package is going to be huge. Stimulus package, that is. Join us tomorrow for our federal freaky, wacky, or just wasteful projects. Have a great day. Hey, freedom-loving listeners. Thank you for being a part of this morning's mouthful. If you need a little more freedom in your day, feel free to check out our weekend edition of Freedom in Numbers. We'll see you tomorrow.